Welcome to the Michigan Business Network. This is Media Business. I'm Tony Connolly. Thanks so much for tuning in to the pod. As we come out of COVID and head into 2023, we see and hear a lot in the news about the Michigan economy and jobs and what we can do to grow the workforce here in the state of Michigan. And on the other end of our line, we've got Brandy Johnson, who is the president of the Michigan Community College Association. And we're going to talk about a pretty big story, how community colleges are growing Michigan's skilled workforce. Brandy, how are you? I'm excellent. Happy New Year to you and your listeners. Happy New Year to you. Tell us a little bit about the Michigan Community College Association, who you are and what you do. We are the unified voice for Michigan's two-year institutions, and we strive to empower our members to lead in the areas of student success, talent development, and community vitality. We represent 31 colleges, including our traditional 28 public two-year community colleges that receive state funding, as well as Michigan's three tribal colleges. And so our 31 members come together and collectively we advocate for post-secondary education and really try to serve as the state's leader on issues affecting community colleges. I did not know there were tribal colleges. Tell us about that. We have three tribal colleges in Michigan, and I'm really proud to say that I have the opportunity to represent them. Two of the three are in the Upper Peninsula, and I can say that I visited both of them. One is Bay Mills Community College in Brimley, Michigan on the eastern UP side, and then the other one is Keweenaw Bay Ojibwe Community College on the western side. And then in addition, we have Chippewa Community College in Mount Pleasant. Last year, I guess I cannot say I'm relatively new to this position anymore. I've been in this role for just over a year. And in my first year in 2022, I visited all 31 colleges with their presidents and their boards of trustees. And it was incredibly educational to me as I embarked on this new professional journey. I was someone who went to Ferris State, and I had to leave there because I was a DJ and in a fraternity, and I wasn't really handling my academic business. So I came down to Lansing Community College, and it was just a phenomenal experience for me. And I wish they would have had the four-year programs they have now, because at that time, I had to transfer to Michigan State and their J school. But I think it's awesome what's at least Lansing Community Colleges, and I'm sure there's others, or you can continue that education process and not leave LCC or your local community college. Yeah, that's right. One of our hallmark victories this last year legislatively was creating sort of a compromise to solve that exact issue that you just described as it relates to nursing. Individuals that wish to become registered nurses start their education at a community college. The 28 publicly funded community colleges all have associate degree in nursing programs. Many of them want to continue to get their bachelor's of science in nursing, but don't want to do so by having to leave their institutions. And so we reached a compromise with the four-year institutions and with some generous support from the state of Michigan to help stand up BSN completion programs on the campus of our 28 public community colleges. When it comes to 
covering education, and I don't want to go K through 12, Brandy. I want to go beyond that, higher education. How do we in the media do when it comes to covering news, events, whatever, when it comes to higher education? So I will say that, you know, by and large, I think the coverage is really good. But the one criticism, and this is certainly not you personally, but the one piece of pushback I would have on the journalism covering higher education is this constant really pervasive headline that is meant to create a reaction or emotion. But these questions are, is college worth it? Question mark. Mm -hmm. The answer is obviously and resoundingly yes. We know that in the 21st century, a high school diploma is not enough to compete in the labor market. And everyone needs something beyond high school, whether it's a trade certificate, an associate degree, a bachelor's degree or beyond. But I think the constant questioning of the value of college has really dampened the aspiration of so many students. They see or hear these anecdotes about people with a lot of debt and not a lot of job prospects when that is really the minority. And that's especially true for individuals attending community colleges, given it's so affordable. I think a lot of folks, and I'm a typical parent, me and my wife of two boys who are in college, you want to make sure that your kids are being taught what they need for the degree and nothing else, you know, and I don't want to put you in the middle of controversy, but folks are worried about CRT and woke type teachings. You think that has anything to do with that narrative? Yeah, certainly. But I will say so many of those, you know, accusations and frustrations are really centered on the four-year sector. Mm -hmm. Um, And we don't thankfully see that play out as much. Our two-year institutions, which, you know, generally speaking, enjoy really strong bipartisan support and really strong community investment into the work of two-year colleges. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Brandy Johnson. I want to talk to her a little bit more about college and money value there. We'll do that next on Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. Sonair has been advancing communities and providing opportunities for people in Michigan for more than 25 years. Through lending, investments, and the creation of homes and jobs, Sonair has made a combined $7 billion impact on the communities they serve. Learn more at www.sonair.com. Welcome back to Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. We're talking with Brandy Johnson, who's the president of the Michigan Community College Association. And Brandy, something that I have seen, and this is something I've discussed on my show, is I think when it comes to higher education, people, families, and kids kind of get a little bit lost or confused and just trying to figure out what is the best for my kid? Is it a trade? Is it a college? And maybe they're forced to go one direction or another. And I think the media kind of, we can kind of grab onto that when we should be saying, hey, we need to do a better job at helping folks figure out what their niche is because college is a great experience. And yeah, you can get a job and make some good money. But I'm telling you, I know some folks who have kids who are in apprenticeship programs for welding, for HVAC, 
and some other programs. And those kids are making some bucks and they don't have a lot of debt. So do you think we in the media could be better at maybe putting the word out there, find what's best for your kid? Yeah, I would say two things that I'd love to see more out there is one, to plan with purpose. I think every student, whether they're 18 years old coming out of high school or an adult looking to go back to school, really needs to start with their career goal in mind and then work backwards to the program of study that will best align to those career goals and set you up for success. And so you know, if an individual doesn't know exactly what they should do, I would strongly encourage them to start at a community college because of the riskiness of spending a lot of time and money on a four-year institution without knowing sort of what the end goal is. And we know that those really applied programs at community colleges can be the fastest way to enter into the labor market at a high wage. And then the second thing I would say, and I think this is extremely important right now, is that No matter what path an individual is going to take as it relates to post-secondary education, it is incredibly important that they complete the FAFSA, the Free Application for Federal Student Aid, because whether you're going to a two-year, a four-year, a public or a private, an in-state or an out-of-state, that is the first step to really unlocking student financial aid. And it's more important than ever because of these historic investments that the state legislature recently made into making tuition a lot more affordable, both through the Michigan Reconnect program, which targets working aged adults 25 and older, as well as the brand new Michigan Achievement Scholarship, which will apply to the class of 2023 and beyond. Brandy, one of the things that I learned in the mid-90s when I was at Lansing Community College, I was so surprised at how many working adults, full-time working people, were in community college, not only to complete that, but a lot of them that I would talk to had plans to continue with a four-year degree and to get a master's degree. Is that still what you're seeing today? Yeah. And like I mentioned, Michigan Reconnect has really supercharged those individuals to pursue post-secondary education. If you are 25 or older in Michigan, you don't yet have your associate degree, you've lived in Michigan for at least a year and have a high school diploma, you are eligible for the Michigan Reconnect program. And what we've seen over these last couple of years The program was launched during COVID, mind you, but we have seen the average age of students at community colleges actually go up. That's because more adults are going back to school, their employers are encouraging them to, and colleges are making the programs more flexible and adult-friendly, while at the same time, we have to recognize we have a demographic problem in Michigan. Our K-12 population is decreasing. Each year's high school graduating class is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And so really, we have to be targeting those adults to pursue post-secondary if we're going to reach the governor's goal, which is to increase the percentage of Michiganders with a degree or certificate to 60% by the year 2030. So, Brandy, I decided to call you after I read the Detroit Regional Chamber of Commerce, Detroiter Magazine story, and it was titled Big Time Contributors, Community Colleges Key to Growing Michigan's Skilled Workforce. What is Michigan's skilled workforce? What are those jobs? 
So those jobs require education beyond high school and a combination of both technical skills and critical skills. I mean, those, what we used to call soft skills that helps individuals be great workers. The industries where we have seen the most demand are in healthcare, IT, the trades, which you spoke about, and then of course, advanced manufacturing, given Michigan's, you know, place in our country's economy in as it relates to manufacturing. Brandy Johnson is the president of the Michigan Community College Association. We've got her for one more segment. When we come back, we're going to talk about exactly how community colleges are the key to growing Michigan skilled workforce and what they're doing to accomplish that. I'm Tony Connolly. This is Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. for a home equity line of credit? Ask for LaughQ. Stop in today or go to laughq.com slash home equity. LaughQ, your credit union for life. This is Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. Brandy, we always talk about when we want to accomplish a big task, get help. And when I saw that community colleges were coming together to growing Michigan skill workforce, I thought that was really interesting. It reminded me of the Motor City Bowl, which was a football game played in Detroit. And George Perlis was able to get Ford, Chrysler, and other similar entities to work together to make something happen, even though they were competitors. And I'm sure some of these community colleges are vying for the same students. So to get them together and to understand that they would benefit from this seems to be a pretty cool thing. Yeah. So that initiative is being led by the Detroit Regional Chamber, who's had a long initiative called Detroit Drives Degrees, which is all about regional collaboration to increase the talent within the region. Over the last year or so, the Detroit Drives program has received significant funding from the Wilson Foundation, speaking of football, the Ralph J. Wilson Foundation and the Balmer Foundation to help their efforts. And so it's really thrilling to be able to support and watch our colleagues in Metro Detroit come together around this initiative. I think you're right that particularly in Metro Detroit, where there's about seven or eight community colleges, they could be competitors, but they are presidents at our community colleges are incredibly collegial and cooperative with each other. What struck me in the first paragraph of this story, and I quote, in a workforce of more than 4 million people, Michigan will need about 400,000 new skilled workers by 2030 in a range of industries from healthcare to manufacturing to education to data processing and so on. Man, that's a lot of jobs. Where are we going to find those people? 
<laughs> yeah, it's a combination. I think historically we've thought about that talent pipeline as that pipeline coming right out of high school. And we just can't look at it that way anymore. You know, 20, 30, 40 years ago, there were lots of jobs available to those individuals with a high school diploma, particularly in the manufacturing sector. They could graduate high school and started a big company with a high wage with no skills yet and build a life for themselves and their family. And that's just not the reality we live in anymore. And so there's really virtually no job opportunities that provide a living wage available to those that stopped at a high school diploma. And so, like you said, we can't just rely on our K-12 pipeline, but have to think about, you know, older adults and working aged adults coming back to reskill or skill up. And that was the motivation for the governor's reconnect program with really strong bipartisan support from the legislature. So Brandy, what's the plan? How are these community colleges working together and how are they planning on training these folks? Yeah, so one of the ways in which they are working together is to really put student success and college completion front and center of their work and make it part of the DNA of the college. Our two-year institutions are open access institutions, meaning there's no admissions requirements. Any individual that wants to pursue education at a community college really can do so. However, that means historically our completion rates or our graduation rates for these students haven't been as high as they really could be or really need to be to help reach these goals. So a big part of the initiative is to improve that persistence and completion rate so people aren't just you know, going to college, but they're actually walking away with a credential of value in their hand, whether it's a certificate and associate degree, or if they're transferring to a four-year institution. Another way in which they're working together is around joint curriculum around some emerging industries, particularly around mobility in Detroit. And so having some kind of shared curriculum where an individual, whether they're going to Macomb Community College or Monroe Community College, you know, Washtenaw or Wayne, that they're receiving the same type of training and preparing for these same types of emerging jobs and industries like mobility, which is new. Our community colleges ready to implement this? Are they up to date with their facilities and the technology needed? Yeah, I think, you know, COVID really helped put that very much front and center. A lot of colleges used the federal allocations that they received to invest in technology so that that was not a barrier for any student that needed to learn remotely. But at the same time, we think that given this historic revenue that the state is sitting on right now, both combination of state revenues and federal resources, it would be a really smart time to use some of those one-time dollars for one-time resources into things like infrastructure, technology, and equipment in our two-year colleges. Brandy, are there similar programs with community colleges, say, in the Lansing region or over in the Grand Rapids area on that side of the state? Yeah, it's not so competitive. Lansing's you know, kind of the only team in town. There's really no Jackson College to our south is really the only community college close. But over on the west side, four institutions work very, very closely with an initiative called Talent First, where they're doing the same type of collaboration at Grand Rapids, Muskegon, Montcalm, and West Shore. All right, final question for you, Brandy. Tell us a little bit about the 60 by 30 initiative. Yeah, so we were one of the very last states to adopt the state post-secondary attainment goal. Every other governor in the state had really marshaled a North Star goal and put resources behind it. But when the governor set the goal in her very first day of the state in 2019, it made 
it so that post-secondary education was a very high priority. So when we started, we were at around 45% in the governor's term. I'm really pleased to say that we're now at about 50% on our way to that 60% goal. We've shown year-over-year increases in our and I really appreciate the administration's willingness to make such a priority. And Brandy, for folks, for kids coming out of high school who want more information about community colleges and maybe funding and information about the FAFSA, especially for folks who want information about the Michigan Reconnect program, where's the best places to go for that information? Yeah. So for Michigan Reconnect, you can go to michigan.gov slash reconnect. It's a five minute application to apply. It's really, really easy. And that would be my first step. For traditional aid students, students coming out of high school, our Department of Treasury is actually the one that manages the student scholarships and grants. I really encourage everyone to Google, and it will be the first thing that comes up, the Michigan Achievement Scholarship. And if anyone has a high school senior, make sure to tell them to complete the FAFSA and look into the Michigan Achievement Scholarship, which will make post-secondary a heck of a lot more affordable for the students in the class of 23 and beyond. We've been talking with Brandy Johnson, who is the president of the Michigan Community College Association. Brandy, I appreciate you and your time so much. Thank you. My pleasure. Have a great afternoon. I'm Tony Conley. You've been listening to Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. We'll see you next time.